Welcome to the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 99, Saturday, March 23rd, 2019. I am James Catchpole, Mr. OK Jazz, from TokyoJazzSide.com, coming to you as always from the rough and gritty streets of North Yokohama in Japan. OK Jazz is a program with no genres, borders, or rules, just anything and everything that's been on my playlist over the last few weeks. Minasama, OK Jazz, a yokoso, dai kyuju kyukai podcast o hajimemasu.tokyojazzsite.com no James Catchpole des. I like that one kicking off the show. We're going way back to the golden age of Showa pop music here in Japan. The group Finger Five, and that was Love Call 6700. Way back in 1973, the group were the four Tamamoto brothers, plus their sister. They had a bunch of huge hits in the early 70s and were, were on TV constantly. Uh, people say that Finger Five were the Japanese counterpart to the Jacksons or the Partridge family, and I'd say that that's very accurate. Check out their dance moves and those incredible 70s threads in some of their YouTube's clips. The haircuts especially really are something. Man, the 1970s. Well, so what's happening? Um, I took last week off the podcast as I was doing a little bit of traveling. Spent a very jam-packed four days down in the beautiful island of Okinawa. Uh, met some several local musicians to do some interviews, uh, people involved in the music world there. Caught a few live gigs and generally just had a wonderful time. You can have a look at my Instagram page. Uh, look up at Mark Mr. OK Jazz Tokyo. You can see some of the pictures I've been uploading there. Certainly a lot going on in the Okinawan music scene, much more than I expected. Um, definitely fell in love with the place and I'm planning a return trip as soon as possible. Also have a very special episode of the podcast coming up about what I found down there. More details on that later in the program. So, uh, I chose that opening tune by Finger Five because on their YouTube uh, video clip I was watching, it said 1974 when they were singing that song, but actually it was recorded a year earlier in 73, but that's okay, I can cheat a little bit. Wanted to focus on 1974, which was a great year for pop, rock, and jazz. So many classics released. Even a quick look at some of the albums that came out that year, and you'll see many, many familiar ones. 74 was also the year of Watergate and the resignation of Richard Nixon in the United States. Um, Hank Aaron, he became the all-time home run king in Major League Baseball, passing Babe Ruth. Zaire 74, the greatest live concert festival of all time, happened in Kinshasa, Zaire. But most importantly, 1974, I was born. That's right, on this day, March 23rd. Today's my 45th birthday. If you're a regular listener of the program, you'll know that for me, spending the day with some good tunes and a couple good cold beers is about as good as it can get. 
So I've got a packed program for you today. Uh, we are going to hear some of my favorite tunes from the past and present. A little bit of an okay jazz best of show, I guess you could say. Um, going to reminisce a little bit about music that's been important to me over the years since I really started diving into being a music fan when I was 15 years old. Hard to believe that was 30 years ago. So we're going to get to some funk, some rock, some heavy jazz, some groovy jazz, of course the usual stuff from the Congo. I'm still trying to convert all my listeners out there to the glories of Congolese music. But we're going to get started with one from the all-time genius, Stevie Wonder. This is probably the piece of music I've listened to more than any other in my life. Um, No, not probably. It most definitely is, actually. Um, Stevie's album, Songs in the Key of Life, was released in 1976. I'm sure I've told this story before on the podcast, but um, I remember when I was six years old in 1980, I got a very small portable record player from my bedroom. And I used to go and take my parents' copy of this album, Songs in the Key of Life, upstairs. And I would play this next tune over and over and over again every day, probably for two or three years. And you know, I can still do it today because it's that perfect of a song. Just a reminder that Stevie Wonder wrote, produced, sang, played keyboards, harmonica, bass, and drums. His talent simply overwhelming. Here is I Wish. Thank you, Stevie. You are the greatest. OK Jazz, episode number 99, birthday special for me, Mr. OK Jazz. Ikimasho!
lovely swinging tune right there. That was a song called Tabadabada. The group is Le Fil Canouche, and they come from France. And that's on their 2011 album called En Attendant Mon Steak. Well, it'd be great to see them play live. Um, that kind of gypsy swing sound is always so great in a club. You know, there used to be a club in the Ikebukuro area, the north part of Tokyo, that featured gypsy swing. Uh, someone took there many years back, but I cannot remember the name of the place. I gotta go find my old music notebooks, check my notes. Okay, uh, from France, let's go back to the U.S. now. Now, this next tune is a real important one for me. I think it was one of the first real jazz tunes that I ever heard uh, way back when I first started college, when I was 17 years old. Um, growing up, my parents, you know, they had a lot of records, people like Frank Sinatra, The Beatles, Motown, mostly really famous uh, acts like that. But they weren't really deep music freaks, and they certainly didn't own any real jazz records. So when I was 17, I heard this track for the first time, um, and I'm not exaggerating, it completely changed my life. The swing, the groove, just the, the joy of this music um, knocked me out. Never heard anything like it. And to this day, whenever I put it on at a DJ event that I'm doing, or I give a copy to people uh, asking me about, you know, what's a good place to get into jazz from as a beginner, I play this because it's literally impossible not to like it. It's a Cannibal Adderley Quintet live doing do 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 what now is next crank this one up <laughs> on with the music on with the show ladies and gentlemen with a nice round of applause may we say the cannonball Adelie quintet <laughs> Thank you. 
You know what I mean?
Oh, getting deeply funky there. From 1970, that was the great Funkadelic with I've Got a Thing, You've Got a Thing, Everybody's Got a Thing. This was Funkadelic's debut self-titled album, and it really remains unique and completely self-descriptive. That's maybe the best band name ever, right? Funkadelic. You know, a couple years ago, I read George Clinton's autobiography, and the chapters about these early Funkadelic recordings were just fascinating. Um, not just because of the really terrifying amount of drugs that the band were using, but also the reaction from audiences back in those days. As George Clinton put it, he said, uh, We were too black for white audiences, but too white rock for many black audiences. Eventually, the audiences came around and Funkadelic became very successful, though. You should check out George Clinton's book um, if you can. It's a really, really interesting look at his life and all the music that he was involved in. And it's got a great title. Brothers, be yo like George. Ain't that funkin' kind of hard on you? That's got to be one of the best autobiography titles ever, right? Great George Clinton. Okay, we're getting deep into some heavy stuff now, so we've got to have some blues. Um, incredibly, I only heard this album for the first time very recently, which made me very embarrassed because I'm a big fan of both of these guys, Buddy Guy and Junior Wells. The record is just called Buddy Guy and Junior Wells Play the Blues. It's from 1972. Check out these two opening tracks, Man of Many Words and My Baby She Left Me. This is the real stuff right here. Well, that you never heard I rap strong and I know I rap long Come on, mama, let me turn you on Now, come on
messing around there singing I sent my baby a brand new $20 bill and if that don't bring her back I'm sure that this shotgun will that was my baby she left me she left me a mule to ride and before that a man of many words the album is Buddy Guy and Junior Wells play the blues and it features Dr. John on piano and Eric Clapton on rhythm guitar it's just a monster album for me the blues is the source of everything and um, rock music without the blues it just doesn't feel right you know one of the rock bands that I think really got the blues uh, was the Allman Brothers. Dwayne Allman and Dickie Betts on guitar, they always kept that real authentic sound as they combined the blues, country, and even jazz a lot in their live shows. We're going to hear one now, though, from their last studio recordings before Dwayne Allman tragically died in a motorcycle accident. This one also recorded in 1972 on the album that came to be called Eat a Peach. This is Blue Sky by the Allman Brothers. Keep on 
Well, very different direction there from the Alban Brothers, right? That was the Talking Heads from their legendary album Remain in Light from 1980, a tune called Cross-Eyed and Painless. Now, the Talking Heads were a really important band for me growing up. Um, they sounded like no one else, and it was them, along with Peter Gabriel, who first introduced me to African music when I was a teenager. And uh, David Byrne went from leading the Talking Heads to running the Luakabop music label, which also helped get me deep into so-called world music through many of their releases, like this one called Brazil Classics 2 O Samba. I remember picking this one up. Um, this was the first samba music I'd ever heard. Uh, growing up in New York City, I was very familiar with uh, so-called Latin music like salsa and merengue, etc. But I had never heard uh, anything really from Brazil. The samba rhythms really, really hit me, and I listened to this album over and over again for several months. So I can hear one from the compilation then. This is uh, singer Almir Guento with Kem Miguia from the Brazil Classics 2 O Samba compilation. Ah, 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 ah,
Just gorgeous. 
The album is Songhai One. The group is also called Songhai, and it's composed of the Spanish flamenco group Ketama and the Kora player Tumani Giabate from Mali alongside British bassist Danny Thompson. This was released in 1988 and uh, was a seminal album what we now call world music, combining Spanish flamenco with the beautiful Cora from West Africa. Just inspirational. Uh, both the Songhai 1 and 2 albums are superb, and of course Tumani Giabate went on to record many, many solo and group albums that are OK Jazz favorites. Well, this is the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 99. My name is James Cashpool. Time in the program to head to Congo, home of the Congolese rumba, the world's most glorious dance music. And of course, the band that gave this show its name, Franco Il est tout puissant OK Jazz, my all-time favorite group. This music is just beyond description for me. Um, turn up the volume, let yourself just get lost in the Lingala language vocals, those great brass parts, the hypnotic guitar work, and imagine that you're in a sweltering hot Kinshasa club drinking some cold Primus beer, dancing all night. Here is Franco and OK Jazz doing Mamba. Viva Congolese Rumba! Oh, 
Yeah, live Miles Davis there. That's from the Miles at the Fillmore, 1970. Such a hip band featuring Arthur Moreira on percussion, Jack DeJanette on drums, and a very electric-sounding Keith Jarrett and Chick Corea on keyboards. Now, this whole CD set, the Bootleg Series Volume 3, is just a monster. I can never get enough of live Miles Davis from his electric period. I mean, just funky as anything you could want. 
Well, uh, let's see. Okay, where are we? Right. I'm entering my 22nd year since coming to Japan in 1997. Well, obviously, a lot's happened in all those years. Some great, some not so great. But one of the coolest things was after I started my website and then my radio show at Inter FM and then this podcast、uh, was getting to meet a lot of local musicians and people involved in the music industry. Got getting to hang out with them, talking about music, talking about the Japanese scene, going to gigs. It's been a real pleasure. And one of my favorite local acts is the group RM Jazz Legacy. It's led by bassist Takumi Moria and featuring trumpeter Shinpei Ruike. And this album was produced by my great friend and music work partner, DJ Otsuka, who I'm very happy to say I'll be DJing again with on April 30th, International Jazz Day, alongside my buddy Plainstone. DJ Otsuka and Plainstone always bring very rare jazz vinyls, so you're not going to want to miss that. I'll give you some details closer to the date. So, anyways, let's dive into it. RM Jazz Legacy. This one from their album, too, tune called Move Your Red.
That one is just too, too beautiful. From one of my most favorite recent albums in the last five years or so. I think I played it on the program before. It was Oud player Anwar Brahem from Tunisia. And this was recorded alongside Dave Holland on bass and Jack DeJanet on drums. Absolute masterpiece of an album called Blue Makams. And that song was Bom Diario. I remember when I first got this album a couple years ago, listening to it with a friend on a rainy afternoon, completely overcome by how beautiful it was. Trust me, go buy this album right away. Blue Makams by Anwar Brahim. Now, uh, something special. A couple words from saxophonist Albert Eiler. Here, recording an interview in 1970 with the legendary Japanese jazz journalist Kiyoshi Koyama, who recently passed away. This was recorded in the spring of 1970, just a few months before Albert Eiler mysteriously died, being found floating in the East River in New York City. Listen to him briefly describe the music and people he grew up with, and then hear him channel the other world on his tune, Ghosts. This is Albert Eiler. See, in other words, I had captured another era. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I played yeah. free form, yeah. but I had captured the uh, what they called the bop music of the day, right. which see. was called blues and rhythm. Right. That they changed from blues and rhythm to rock and roll. Right, see? right. You know, yeah, yeah, because like a long time ago, I played with uh, uh, Lou Walter. Oh yeah. I used to shoot, man. We had to go to sessions, Howlin' Wolf, Money Waters, you name it, would be there, man. Oh yeah. I played when I was a young kid with Lil Walter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For you night, I lost the best friend I ever had. Oh, yeah. For when you were in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. He, oh, he yeah. came past there, and I used to sit in with Lloyd Price and different people. Oh, yeah. And then when he come by, he said, come on, man, go with me. He's from New Orleans, see, you know. Yeah. He that couldn't hardly read his name. You can't hardly read his name, but oh. music was in his heart. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is why uh, you like New Orleans music. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh. Yeah, that's right, because I had a certain type of uh i wanted to convey at that time that it was, i was playing like a march yeah. type music you know like i played little bit of the marcias and different tunes i was trying to do that but after that i got into a, a different thing you know you go through different different segments in your life mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. segments so <laughs> Yeah. 
Each time that I do, just the thought of you makes me stop before I begin. Yes, I've got you mm, under my skin. in the night and repeats and repeats in my ear
What you can do about that three very different pieces of music but all so so good in their own ways first was albert eiler from his album spiritual unity and that was ghosts 
Well, needless to say, Albert Eiler is never going to appeal to a mass audience around the world, but I think if you give his music and music like this in general a chance, you'll find that it's so, so deep, and it gets to such a level of emotion that it's almost terrifying at times. And after Albert Eiler, my favorite jazz singer ever, um, though calling Dinah Washington a jazz singer is very limiting. I mean, she could pretty much sing anything. But we heard her do I've Got You Under My Skin, recorded live with Clifford Brown on trumpet and Max Roach on drums in 1955 from the album Dinah Jams. Super important record for me over the years and which I just got as a present on vinyl. And after that, we heard the great Sheikh Lowe from Senegal doing Zikir. That was his sung version of the devotional prayer that Muslims do to Allah. And you can get that on his second album, Bambay Gage. He closes the record with that beautiful performance. Well, it's just about time for me to get out of here then. I hope you enjoyed today's special long birthday edition of the program. Um, time for me to go get some pizza and a cold beer. Maybe hit a jazz cafe or two along the way. As always, you can see this in every previous episode's playlist up on the program page at tokyojazzsite.com. You can also listen to the show there or stream it on SoundCloud, and you can download it via iTunes. And come find me. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at atmarkmrokjazztokyo. Plenty of pictures from my recent trip to Okinawa up already and more to come. Um, if you want to get in touch directly, email me at mrokjazz at marktokyojazzsite.com. In English or Japanese is fine. And please, if you enjoy the program, share it with a music-loving friend or two. Now, this is going to be the last show for a couple of weeks as I work on a special episode for the 100th, uh, as I work on a very special 100th episode. Uh, hopefully going to have that ready in the next three weeks or so. Stay tuned. But until then, let's go out with Charles Mingus with some good words of advice, telling us to better get hit in your soul. I got a couple bonus tracks behind that as well that probably be familiar to you. Minasama, kiitetudaite, arigatou gozaimasu. Mata kondo, James Gatchpo deshita.